1: I am your host, Mindy McCulley, Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. My guest today is Dr. Nicole Huff, Assistant Extension Professor for Family Finance and Resource Management. Welcome, Nicole. Hi. Hi, Mindy. I'm excited about this topic. We're going to be talking about establishing savings goals, starting small to save big. And I can attest to the fact that just little bitty things that you can do can really add up to big savings. So tell me, why is saving so intimidating for people? You know, it is intimidating, um, but you're right.
2: And that's what we'll talk about today that small things can really add up. Um, but, you know, saving money can be intimidating or seem like an unrealistic goal, you know, for many of us because. You know, I think we assume that if we don't have a lot of extra income or if we have a lot of debt, then we really can't save money or we shouldn't be saving money, um, you know, uh, until we have more coming in or less going out. Right. And there's a recommendation by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau that recommends that consumers put away 20% of their monthly income into savings. And, you know, it's, it's, recommendations like that, you know, while they're ideal, they're just unrealistic for many families who have, um, you know, financial obligations or who are paying down debt. And so, um, you know, it can seem scary when you think about 20% of your savings or just unreachable. And it can kind of defeat people when they're getting started.
1: Well, and I can definitely see, especially for someone who's just starting the savings journey, that 20% might seem like a very unrealistic goal. Like, how in the world can I come up with 20% when I can't come up with gas to put in my car? So what would maybe be a more realistic savings goal for families to consider?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we're thinking about those day-to-day expenses or some of our big or even small ticket items, You know, 20% can seem like a a far-fetched, and, you know, we're a family of five, and it is those expenses add up really quickly. You know, so my first advice always is to just for people to sit down and think about the bigger picture. So really look at, you know, what money is coming in, those, you know, the income, and then what money is going out, the expenses, But then really look at where can I save? And so it can be small savings. And so, you know, there's two ways really to save. That's to increase your income or to reduce your expenses. And increasing your income is, is often not the easiest place to start. And so reducing expenses is, and that's much more realistic. And so you know, many consumers, they have more flexible money than they think they do. When you right. really start looking down at it, and I, uh, I use eating out or getting takeout as a great example. And you know, I say that tonight, we have, we just don't have time to cook dinner. So I know we're going to have to probably do pizza or do something and, and it'll probably cost us about 30 bucks. And that's, you know, we're getting one topping pizzas tonight, right? <laughs> and um, and so, but if I if that is my default as a spender, and I spend thirty bucks twice a week on eating out or getting takeout, thirty dollars twice a week is over three thousand dollars for the year. And, you know, that's a, that's a lot of dough. I that's mean, a dough. whole lot, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And so, so if I am more mindful and just cut out on one of those, just cut back on one of those eating out, then that's a $1,500 savings that I can instead eat sandwiches at home before that <laughs> t-ball game and, um and save myself $30, my family $30, and instead, I take that fifteen hundred dollars over the course of the year, and I invest it in a high yield account that's earning compound interest, and I can watch that money grow. And you know, I'd rather have that money growing in an account than on a pepperoni pizza that is just convenient once a week. And so, I, I just always encourage families start there. Look for those small expenses you probably are not going to to miss that purchase. But you'll really, you will,
1: you'll appreciate the savings over time.
2: So that's that's a more
1: realistic approach to savings, I think. I think there are all kinds of different things that we spend mindlessly on that we could just eliminate if we think about how we're spending money, right? Right. If we're looking at that big picture, and that's always a great approach to take, sometimes realizing that small savings do add up over time is a great way to really get started what are some universal or general savings goals that you would suggest all listeners set?
2: Right. I think, so looking at that big picture, it does help us identify that maybe we do have some money that we can save. Uh, But I think it's important to set savings goals. And so I think there are three savings goals, and there are many that you could do, but there are three that I would suggest if you're looking to start saving. The first is an emergency savings fund. So you want Ideally, the Federal Reserve recommends a minimum of three months of expenses that are put aside for an emergency. Those unexpected. Financial um, events. And so maybe as a sickness or the death of of a loved one or a job loss or a global pandemic, right? right? And so you just, that's why it's called an emergency savings. It is set aside for a rainy day. And so any amount that you can put into an emergency savings is important. And so you work yourself up to that three to six months. And so, but but you have to start somewhere. And so beginning to set aside money for a rainy day. And so this is, this is money that needs to be easily accessible. And so it needs to be in some kind of account that you can access easily without penalty. You know, and I suggest talking to whatever banking institution or credit union that you belong to. Start there. Go in. You know, bankers are more friendly than people give them credit for. (laughs) Um, In the day of... uh, I'm married to one, so I can say that. In the day of digital banking, some people... (laughs) Never, Never see their banker, a bank. right? <laughs> yeah, and so, but go to your bank and find out what options they offer, and if you don't, it's easier to start with with a, somewhere you already have a relationship with a um a financial relationship. But if you don't like their customer service, then you can always move your business somewhere else that will sit down and talk with you. But ask them, what are the best options for saving so that you won't get a penalty, but that you may be able to begin, um, you know, that may have some higher yield, but that you won't be penalized. Because in the event of an emergency, we don't usually get a lot of warning. And so we want to be able to get to our money. So you don't want to have it tied up where you can't get to it. But you want to um, just know your options. So start with talking at your bank
1: about saving for an emergency. Banks are excited for you to talk to them about oh, saving money,
2: right? <laughs> like that's what they get paid to do—is to help you better, you know, steward your money, invest your money, save your money, spend your money. And so start with your financial institution and see what savings products they offer. And um, and you know, be a critical consumer. Don't get uh, roped into something that. That isn't right for your financial situation, but it—you're not going to know until you begin right. to have the conversations. So, emergency fund is the first goal. Um, the second one is if you're not saving for retirement, start. I recommend a tax-deferred retirement savings plan, um, and so that is a goal that if you're not doing, and you know, I think it's hard to think about tomorrow when sometimes we're just trying to get through today. And that can make it difficult to save for retirement when money is tight or when you have debt. And so, you know, begin talking with your employer about what are retirement options they offer, or again, talk with someone at your financial institution or a trusted financial advisor to see about some plans that work best for you. And this um, and you
1: should do no matter what age you are, right? You should. You're just starting your career. It's a great time to start saving for retirement. That's the best time, really, yes, right? really. <laughs> not, not, not a couple of years before you're ready to retire.
2: And and many people don't start saving until they're mid-career and then they regret it. And I think that when we do retirement planning events and educational events with people, that is the number one thing we hear is, I wish I'd have started saving sooner for retirement, but it, it really sneaks up on you and you're not prepared.
1: Well, and when you realize that it could mean millions of dollars in difference, um, just because of that compounding yes. interest, then yeah, yes, it makes absolutely. a big, big difference. It makes
2: a huge difference, right? Like you want to retire um, and enjoy that chapter of your life. And the better you can plan for it, then the more you are able to enjoy it and that you can welcome that change instead of being worried and anxious about not being able to provide for yourself or your family um, as you age.
1: And many employers offer a automatic savings plan for their retirements. And so if you never see that money, then it's easy to to go ahead and sock it away without having to think about it.
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And before we get off of goals, the third one, you know, in addition to and to the other two, which, you know, aren't as fun, you know, emergencies and retirement are not the most fun <laughs> things to say for. So I always encourage people, set a fun goal for yourself, maybe a vacation or, um, you know, something that would help your family out or just, you know, whether it's small, like going on a, a little day trip somewhere or if it's something really big, but set something that gives your money purpose, right? So that when you're weighing between a, a vacation and a pepperoni pizza that you say, you know what, I'm going to put that $30 for that vacation
1: fund. Yeah, I think that's a, a great plan. And lots of times people will set up holiday savings accounts mm-hmm. or special accounts at their banks just for a specific purpose. And that's yeah. another opportunity to watch things grow and not have to put it in a, in a penny jar, right? <laughs> right, absolutely. So what advice would you give to someone for actually achieving their savings goals? Any tips on being a successful saver? Yeah. Well, you hit the nail on the head though when you just said about paying
2: yourself first. So if you don't see money, if you don't see that money coming out of your account, you might not miss it. And that is a big tip. But if you're serious about savings, then pay yourself first. Like set up an automated transfer into a savings account each payday. And so you can do that through your employer for your retirement account, for example. You can do that through your bank for a vacation account or a, a savings account or your emergency account. But if you can set up automatic transfers, then that helps kind of... Eliminate the temptation to use that money on a non-essential expense. That's a tip that you have mentioned. It's a really good one. Another is to pay off debt. And so we don't have to wait until our debt is paid off to start saving. But we need to also aggressively try to pay down our debt. Because when we owe money, it we are, instead of earning interest, um, yes. then we're paying interest. And so instead of doubling our money, it doubles our debt, um, you know, essentially. And so, you know, make a plan to pay off any existing debt, but then stop taking out debt. So make sure that you're adjusting your budget so that it reflects your income, that you're living within your means so that you can generate opportunities for savings. And then really just a third tip is, Make a habit of putting back, like if you get unexpected money or additional income, say, you know, um, a tax refund, a stimulus check, or if you're gifted money or if you receive a bonus at your workplace, you know, make a habit instead of blowing that money and putting at least a portion of it back into savings and so that you are using that that extra money to help grow your savings goals and to reach some of those goals. And so those are because we can want to save, we can identify where we can save, but we have to make
1: steps to achieve those financial goals. I think that's so important. I know often that we'll say we just can't get started, but maybe that bonus or the tax stimulus or refund check, whatever it is, maybe that's the boost you need to get started. Mm -hmm. If you can put a large amount in to begin with, then maybe you'll feel like you have a whole lot more to save for. Yeah, yeah, good. I think these are all great tips that are going to help our listeners build savings, build wealth. It is. It is that financial that financial well-being now and in the future. I know that our listeners can get more information if they visit their local extension office. And specifically this month, they could ask for their Money Wise newsletter and find more ideas for building savings.
2: Yes, they can.
1: To our listeners, if you are just tuning in, I hope you will join us again on Talking Facts. We are available on all major podcast providers.
0: Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook